Hello friends, my name is Conor McManus and you are listening to the Collective Fitness Podcast. Happy Friday, welcome to the end of the week again and as always this podcast is looked after by the Collective Fitness app. Collective Fitness is a community, a collective of like-minded people all working towards an improved quality of life and a happier and healthier future using exercise as a key element whilst removing stigma and promoting inclusivity. We believe that exercise is not a means to an end and should not be qualified by a reflection in the mirror. Exercise should be part of our everyday lives. And if you're not already part of this community and would like to be a part of it, a free Facebook group is a great place to start. I'll put the link down in the show notes. So today is it's the middle of June and uh, I got an email earlier in the week saying Merry Junemas. Um, I could only assume it's because it's bang on halfway through the year. And I'm sending this, doing this podcast on the 25th. So I win. I was I was more close to the six month Christmas mark, whatever that is, um, but I'm still not prepared to go this email, Merry Junimus. However, what they did do in the email is highlight some of the most important stuff that they've gone through via their email in the first six months of this year, and that is an idea that I'm willing to copy. So that is what I wanted to do in today's podcast and email, because obviously there's the audio and the and the written version. So below. In the following bit of this podcast, you'll find three of the most popular and important lessons we've learned through this podcast and email so far this year. Majority of the email because we've only recently, quite kind of recently started doing the podcast. But yeah, some of these are the three most important lessons. And like, these are the three most important lessons across the board, like I say in the podcast, but some of these are some of the most important things that you can just kind of take on, take on board that will help you. And like, I know this is a health and fitness podcast and we discuss things to do with lifestyle and health and fitness, but like these are just, when I talk about these, apply them to situations in your life. It could be your business, it could be your employment role, it could be your family. And a lot of these things you can just apply to so many different areas in life. It just so happens that health and fitness, you can apply most of them too as well. So number one, Discipline is more important than motivation. I've mentioned this so many times now. And as you know by now, people often put motivation on a big fat pedestal. We think it's the be all and end all. And I've heard I'm just not motivated enough more times than I can just possibly imagine. It's something that I've heard so much in my life as a personal trainer. And people always use this as a reason not to start. And the last time we spoke about this, when I did the email specifically about this, I said a quote that was just to to end all quotes when we spoke about this. And it went something like this. Motivation is turning up on the days you want to. Discipline is turning up on the days you do not want to. So you can see what I mean by that. Motivation is, is doing things when things are easy. I can go and read a book tomorrow and it'll give me loads of motivation to go for a run or whatever. But I'll forget about that book after the two weeks or three weeks. And what am I going to do when I don't forget about it? We can't just keep stoking the motivation fire with new motivational things. We have to be disciplined in our endeavors. Discipline leads us to turning up every single day. Another word for this is consistency. Without any doubt, consistency is the single most important thing we can do to achieve any goal, fitness or otherwise. Now here's a big kicker when it comes to motivation. Motivation comes after you start not before. The action of doing something produces momentum. Momentum is just another way of talking about motivation. You perform an action, you then have the willingness to continue to keep performing that action, 
And you then in turn keep performing that action. And that is ultimately all motivation is. It's that willingness to continue to do that action. If I turn up and go to the gym, that might make me feel good. And when I feel good, that gives me the motivation to go next time. Ultimately, motivation is just this kind of made-up thing. It's this thing that exists only in our mind and is the willingness to do whatever that task is that lies in front of us. That's an important thing to remember because we make it like it's this, this thing that we need to bat on, we need to hold. It's literally just in our mind. And we expect to feel it before or prior to our goals, but we feel it as a consequence of moving towards our goals. And that's something that's really important to remember. Even then, it's still perishable. It diminishes over time, like I just mentioned when I read a book and so on. So we need to act on it immediately. If I'm motivated today, you need to do something about it. Don't think, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, because that motivation would, would diminish. Or even better, we train ourselves to be disciplined. Then we don't really need motivation at all. Number two, progress is more important than perfection. Probably one of my favorite ones because it's something that doesn't get spoken about very often. I always hear the discipline motivation conversation. I never really hear this one too much. And there are three types of people when it comes to action. People who do things, people who don't do things, and perfectionists. The ones who try to make everything spot on before they even proceed. In health and fitness, this can be the people trying to find the perfect diet or the quick fix in that fad. They want the perfect solution. They're not willing to go out there fall and fail and learn from their mistakes now in this book there's another word for perfectionism procrastination procrastination is when we we think about things too much before we we, we there's a void between knowing when we need to do something and actually doing it the elapsed time between those two points in time is called procrastination but i could know about something and wait a long time before I do it and paint that time in between and say, oh, I was just trying to make it perfect. I didn't want to start until it was perfect. I didn't want to do anything until it was perfect. But that's just procrastination. If you know you need to do something, it's best just to start. And you can make it perfect as you go along. Now, time is fleeting. It goes quickly. If you don't act now, you'll likely regret it later. There is nothing more liberating than giving something a good go, failing, learning, and con continuing the process until you get there while others are still trying to find the perfect solution or a quick fix fad. To start now, optimize later. Imperfect starts can always be improved, but obsessing over a perfect plan will take you any, won't take you anywhere on its own, but action will. Number three, you'll never remember stepping on the scales and seeing a one kilogram weight loss, but you'll remember your first pull-up, push-up, box jump or insert other challenging task. We call this the fitness menopause. I actually didn't call it that. I heard it someone I was like, oh, it's really good, I'm gonna steal that. When someone realizes the joy to be found in the small wins in the gym over the constant pursuit of the hypothetical big wins on the scales, that is what the fitness menopause are. It's probably the single most important lesson I can offer anyone at the start of their fitness journey. This is also often the moment people step off that weight loss, weight gain, yo-yo train. Now. When when we were kids, we used to go and play sport. We didn't play sport for any real other end goal than it was fun. And why was it fun? It was fun because, yeah, we got to spend time with friends and whatever, and there's that kind of human-to-human -human interaction element to it. But it's likely fun because when you played sport, you would do something. And then you were rubbish, you were rubbish, and then you get better. And you do something else. And in your brain, there'd be these constant scenarios of failures and successes and wins. And it's those successes and the wins that kept you coming back. 
All sport is, is different forms of activity painted and dressed in different ways with different dynamics and frameworks to them. Football is about putting a goal on the back of a net. Cricket is about hitting the ball, so on and so forth. Exercise is kind of just the same thing. Obviously, there's the competitive element removed sometimes, but you can have a competitive element in it. So if we can dress up exercise in the same way, where it's just about successes and wins from a physical aspect, not the scales, then we should be able to get at least a similar amount of joy out of that process. And that is how exercise needs to be viewed as a performance-driven process. What I mean by performance is getting things like being able to do more push-ups, getting a little bit stronger, being able to run faster, jump higher, all these different elements, as opposed to just constantly looking at these really subjective metrics like your weight on the scales. They still need to be looked at, they're still relevant, but they are can be quite subjective. Now, we often forget that weight gain came as a consequence of poor habits and behaviours. We didn't just gain weight overnight, we did something. We didn't have it or a behaviour like eat too much too often. And that led us to gain weight. So, the reverse will often be true. If we focus on good habits and good behaviors, the weight loss will follow. The weight loss should be the second order consequence rather than the first thing we focus on. We focus on the habits and behaviors and the weight loss will come as a consequence of those good habits and behaviors. And that's kind of the the paradigm shift that we need to have. So if that is the case, the reverse will be true. So part of that is focusing on the performance in the gym over just burning calories. Yes, we need to exert a certain amount of calories, but now that can be done in multiple different ways in and outside the gym. But part of the performance bit and inside the gym, so we focus on that performance, that can be one of those really good habits and behaviors. And as a consequence of performing better, the weight loss will follow. You think about it. If you want to do a box jump and you can't, your weight loss will likely be hindering you in doing that. So if you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself until you can do it, as a consequence of you doing that box jump, your weight loss will likely come off. That is why it has happened. For example, if I learn, if I push myself to get run faster, I will lose weight as part of running faster. And eventually, if you get to a level of fitness that you are comfortable and happy with, you'll probably look more than adequate in the mirror as well. And you'll likely be really, really, really happy with that. That is what ultimately is all about. And anyone you see who has stuck exercise out for long enough that they enjoy it and it becomes a big part of their lives, I guarantee you I put a good amount of money on it, they think this way. And you never know, you might actually learn to enjoy exercise as well. Now, if you liked this podcast, if you could throw us a little bit of support, I'll put a link down below. And if you could share the post on Facebook, that'd be much appreciated. Have an amazing day. I'll see you next time.